What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Folks, their own data. We are being led by imbeciles. The Biden administration's own data that leaked out yesterday, their own data proves they're telling you a BS story. Their own data. I, I, this could not be clearer. I want to hat tip Phil Kirpin, who's been fantastic on social media, debunking Biden's fairy tales about coronavirus and this endless fear campaign. But their own data, I'm going to show you the slides. They're clear as day. They're not hard to read. Phil put little red lines around all of it. You will see that they are absolutely lying to you. They are lying to you for two big reasons. They want to mess with the 2022 election. And when I say lying to you, I mean keeping the corona fear campaign going. They want to mess with the 2022 election, number one. And number two, they're getting a bunch of money from the teachers' unions, so I have to, they have to appease the teachers' unions and that some of the teachers and the unions want the teachers to stay home. I, you, I will make the case to you. It will be an irrefutable case. We got questions with Dan coming up at the end. Thanks for your great submissions on Rumble. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Protect your online activity from prying eyes. Get a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Let's get right to it. Of course, it is Friday. So, Joe, in uh, your worst 1960s game show voice, please. It's Friday. Friday. <laughs> That's it. Joe's gas tank is now done. I'm done. Finished for the rest of the show. Action. No more energy left <laughs> at any point. Hey, listen, there are tons of VPN providers out there. You probably heard of a couple of them. Some of them you may have even used before. But I like to, I do my research. We don't pick up companies or sponsor companies we don't believe in. I use ExpressVPN because it works. I can say that with full confidence. ExpressVPN doesn't log your data. Lots of those really cheap and free VPNs, they make money by selling your data to ad companies. You know that? ExpressVPN developed a technology called Trusted Server. This is great. It makes it impossible for their servers to log any of your data. Impossible. Second speed. I've tried a lot of VPNs in the past. A lot of them slow your connection down. They make your device sluggish. And why are you going to use it then? You're like, ah, it's a pain in the butt. Not with ExpressVPN. I've been using it now for well over a year on all my devices, and my internet speeds are blazing fast. Even when I connect to servers thousands of miles away, you can stream HD quality videos with zero lag. The last thing that really sets ExpressVPN apart from other cheap VPNs is how easy it is to use. Unlike other VPNs, you don't have to input or program anything. You just fire up the app. It's that simple. You click one button to connect. It's so easy. Even the non-tech savvy folks in your family can do it. It's not just me saying this. Wired, The Verge, CNET, and many tech experts rate ExpressVPN the number one VPN in the world. Protect yourself today with the VPN, only VPN I trust. Use my link, expressvpn.com slash Bongino today. Don't wait and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's a great deal. That's expressvpn.com slash Bongino, expressvpn.com slash Bongino to learn more today. All right, Joe, let's go. All right, we got the data. No, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. We had a little, it's surprising. That's right, Joe. I had a little bit of gas left for round two of that. <laughs> hey, as I said, don't miss my show this weekend on Fox. We've got the great Governor Ron DeSantis on. Super excited about that on my Fox show Saturday night at 10 p.m. Really appreciate you all tuning in. Um, thank you very much. It means a lot to me. Going to have a great interview. Florida always leads the way. Thanks to Ron DeSantis and good governors around the country doing the right thing right now. So 
Additional evidence right here. I'm about to play a video of our Surgeon General, our Sagaino, Surgeon General in name only, Vivek Murthy. Uh, here's additional evidence we are being led by imbeciles. Check this out. Uh, for example, if you happen to have a lot of interaction with folks who are unvaccinated, let's say you're a parent like me who has young children at home who are not vaccinated, that's a circumstance where being extra cautious and wearing that mask, uh, even if you are fully vaccinated, uh, wearing, wearing it outdoor, outside when you're in indoor public locations is an extra step to protecting those at home. Joe, you got, I mean, you, come on. You got to step up with a Muttley on this one. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I, I mean, usually, that's at least a Muttley. At least. A, that's a, I Muttley. agree. I was, I was leaving the Muttley discretion up to you, but that was at least a two Muttley. That's our Sagaino, Surgeon General in name only, who's completely abandoned any attachment to medicine or science at this point um, and candidly is embarrassing himself. I strongly recommend, again, it's not personal. I don't know the guy. I don't want to know the guy. I genuinely don't care about his personal life, not a shred, an iota or a scintilla. The guy does not know what he's doing or he's lying. Either the guy's really dumb and shouldn't be in such a powerful position, or he's not really dumb and he's lying. Again, there's no option three, option C, none. The guy is totally, completely incompetent, or he's a liar. He's now suggesting in that video, did you hear it? That if you're vaccinated, <laughs> you should come home around your kids and put a mask, put a mask on. Right? Hello, kids. It's dad. Dad, didn't you get a vaccine? Yes, kids, but you were in extreme danger from dad's breath. Dad's breath could kill you, kids, at any moment. And this is our Surgeon General. I, all I remember growing up, I grew up in the 80s, was born in 1974. I remember C. Everett Coop. Remember him, Joe? He was like one of the most oh, yeah. famous Surgeon Generals. Beard, like, baby. You know, I remember him talking out you know, about things like smoking and stuff where you're like, hey, that's really bad. Yeah. Now we got a Sagaino. Surgeon General in name only telling you to come home, even if you're vaccinated in front of your kids. Hello, kids. Daddy's got a mask. <laughs> your, your kids will think you are such a bozo. But this is it. You understand this is the fear campaign? By the way, he wants you to carry the mask to wear outdoors, too. Because, of course, there's a big threat of someone sneezing, you know, over in uh, eastern Croatia, on the shore of Croatia, maybe Zagreb, and the sneeze may transport itself across the pond and somehow wind up in your nose in southern Florida. Very real potential, according to our Sagaino there. Um, the guy, again, is either a, a, a total lunatic, a liar, or... Um, I actually think that, I really think that, because I don't think the guy's stupid, or he's stupid, and I, he's not stupid. He's not a stupid man. I'd be lying to you if I said that. He's not dumb. So it's clearly option B. He's just lying to you. Now, why are they doing this? Why the fear campaign? Why the focus on masks keeping us all masked up so we frighten everyone all the time, including our kids? Hey, kids, here's daddy in a mask. Why are they doing that? Here's what I'm hearing. You ready? I'm getting this from very reputable, credible sources who have not let me down before. Words gotten around up on Capitol Hill and in Democrat circles and Democrat money circles too. the donors. This is important because they control the Democrat Party. Um, you know, they control portions of the Republican Party, too. Let's, uh, you know, let's not be disingenuous. Sorry, I just don't want this thing dangling around. 
I'm hearing from my sources that they are terrified, the Democrats, about 2022. That 2022 is going to be an electoral bloodbath for them. They know it. Electoral bloodbath, you violent leftist maniacs. You understand? You got me? An electoral bloodbath. Electoral. That they are going to get destroyed in 2022. CRT, critical race theory, open borders, street crime, inflation, the GDP number yesterday, a huge disappointment. Jobs numbers are terrible. People can't find employees. This is a perfect storm. I don't wish ill on the country for the sake of electoral wins. Let me be clear on that. That's anti-American. But I'm pro-America and America's success. But there is no denying the obvious at this point. The country right now is in a world of trouble. Biden's poll numbers are tanking. The right direction, wrong direction of American numbers are going in the wrong direction. Just about nobody likes Kamala Harris. Even the Democrats, the independents can't stand her. They're in real, real trouble. So what I'm hearing is there are two reasons behind this. Number one, they're sensing this electoral bloodbath in 2022, that this could be a route of historic proportions. They could lose every swing district in Congress and lose Senate seats they didn't even think were in play. So they've said to themselves, if we don't turn this around quickly and get the fear pandemic going again, the fear pandemic, so this is still under number one, that they fear election 2022, but the fear pandemic serves two purposes. Um, number one, it allows them to alter <clears throat> to alter the voting, uh, the voting procedures. I'll get to that in a minute, how they can make sure they go back to the 2020 disaster, drive-by voting, you know, voting by sneezing, voting in the 7-Eleven. They want that to continue, and they know the pandemic will help them, will help them use uh, voting laws that make it easier for them to cheat. You're tracking. And number two, you know, so one sub-A, one sub-B. Sub-B under one is... They have something to blame now for inflation, the bad job numbers and everything. And if everybody realizes the pandemic is ebbed and is not flowing, the Democrats won't have an excuse to run. Oh, inflation's bad. All this stuff's bad. But it's a pandemic. It's a pandemic. So that's what I'm hearing under sub, uh, sub one. They know 2022 is coming. They need the fear campaign to blame and they need the fear campaign to mess with voting laws to make it easy to cheat. My sources never let me down. Number two, the teachers unions, which are probably the most powerful constituency for the Democrats. They give them millions upon millions of dollars in money and support and volunteers. That's important. The teachers unions don't want the teachers to go back and teach. They don't. They want them sitting home and getting paid because it's worked out well. They want the, the schools closed for the third year. They want everybody in the mask for the third year as well because they love the fear campaign. And the teachers unions are demanding the Democrats do this stuff. So the Democrats need the fear campaign to keep going to make out like the teachers unions aren't nuts. Did you get that second part? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Everybody clear? So the teachers unions don't want to go back to school. They want everyone in face masks too because it contributes to the fear campaign and they want to be able to punish students who don't wear it and stick it to parents. You can't do that and get them to do that, keep the schools closed if people think the pandemic's over. So the teachers unions are pushing the Democrats to continue to say, oh, no, no, it's crazy. Everybody's dying all the time. There's bodies everywhere. Dogs and cats. Remember the Ghostbusters scene? <laughs> Remember that? With the, I love that scene. Was that Venkman who says that at the end? Whatever. I don't know. I always screw up pop culture. But that's what they want. So those are the two reasons. They want to mess with the election, and they need to appease the teachers unions. 
they are hearing, though, the Democrats as well, that their moment for transformation, their big FDR moment with this big spending package, a full transformation of the government voting laws through H.R. 1, that that moment is dying right now because Biden's blowing it. Hence, a retreat to the fear campaign. They have gone all in on COVID fear, despite the data, folks. The data is clear. You want me to give you a number? You ready for this? I'm going to give you a number right now showing you that what the Democrats are doing with the new fear campaign, put a mask on, put a mask on in front of your kids, put a mask on outdoors. We may have to close the school again. Apparently the White House says they're open to lockdowns again. You need the data? When we lifted the CDC mandates and most of the lockdowns back in May, do you know what the seven-day rolling average of deaths was? Hmm. Data. These are hard numbers. Irrefutable. Can't argue deaths. You're either dead or you're not. The seven-day rolling average was 549 deaths when most of the lockdowns went away and the mask mandate went away. That was back in May. You know what the seven-day rolling average is now when they're reinstituting all this stuff? You would think it would be greater than 549, correct? 549 deaths? Yeah. It's 296. So it's about half of where it was when they pulled the lockdowns and the CDC mask mandate. So if you're asking yourself the question I am, so when we had a seven-day average of deaths from coronavirus at 549, the Obama administration, excuse me, the Biden administration, I do that a lot. The Biden administration, what's the difference? The Biden administration said, okay, it's safe enough now that you can take your masks off and we can open up the economy. Today, it's half of that number, and they want to reinstitute the same thing they dumped back in May. Why? Why? I just told you why. They're worried they're losing their transformative moment to screw over the economy and turn us into a semi-socialist country, and they need to appease the teachers' unions, and they want to mess with the 2022 election because they're losing their transformative moment. That is why. So I just gave you the data. Democrats don't do data. You do. You do data. You should be proud of that, that you base your decisions based on reason, on logic, because that's what we do here. We don't lie to you. I encourage you to double check my numbers all the time because I'm confident they're accurate. Democrats don't even forget double check. They don't want you to check their numbers at all because the minute you check them, you realize they're lying to you. The Democrats, however, they can't even keep their own story straight. Here is Joe Biden yesterday losing his mind at Fox News' Peter Ducey for accurately quoting him. Biden said back in May very clearly that you don't need to wear a mask, according to the CDC, if you're vaccinated. So Ducey asked him about that. And Joe Biden, of course, like he always does, because he can't handle a serious question, loses his mind. Check this out. You no longer need to wear a mask. And no, I didn't say that. I said if you're fully vaccinated in an area where you do not have, well, let me clarify. Oh, me, that's true. That, that is true at the time, because I thought there were people who were going to understand that getting vaccinated made a gigantic difference. And what happened was, a new variant came along. They didn't get vaccinated. It was spread more rapidly, and people, more people were getting sick. That's the difference. Okay, folks, he's lying. That's not what he said. 
You know how I know that's not what he said? Because this is what he said. Check this out. The CDC is saying they have concluded that fully vaccinated people are at a very, very low risk of getting COVID-19. Therefore, if you've been fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask. Let me repeat. If you are fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask. Folks, they can't even keep their own story straight. They're lying about what they said. Ducey quoted him absolutely accurately, and he said he didn't say that. And then he tried to catch, oh, no, that's true, but. No, that's not what you say. You say that's true, but. That's exactly what you said. That's you saying it. Now, if the CDC, that's supposed to be guided by the science, which has now become laughable, ladies and gentlemen, I can't blame most Americans for ignoring. You'll see, by the way, the poll numbers. Americans are writing these people off. They're just lying to you right now. The Sagaino doesn't know what he's saying. Biden doesn't know what he's saying. Peppermint Patty doesn't know what she's saying. Nobody knows what they're saying. Everybody's just saying stuff like licking their fingers, whatever the teachers unions say, because this has nothing to do with science. If they pulled the mask mandate at 549 deaths over seven days, and we're now at 296 less than half, why are you reinstating it? That's why Biden's panicked, because they can't justify any of what they're doing with the data. They had to switch back to a fear campaign to cheat in 2022 and keep the teachers union's money flowing. That's it. The teachers unions give a lot of money to Democrat candidates. That is what I'm telling you from my source. That is what this is about. This has nothing to do with science. There's nothing remotely to do with data, facts. Please get that out of your head. Because if you're waiting for data to appear to back up a new mask mandate and lockdowns, you are not going to find it. Here, you need evidence they want to cheat again in 2022 and they need the COVID fear campaign to do it. Remember, they love the 2020 rules where every sane person I know is suspect of the results in 2020, the presidential, because of the new rules about voting. Vote from your car, vote from the sky. But just say you want to vote. Use ESP. Pretend you want to vote. Let them predict if you want to vote. This is what they wanted in 2020, and they want it again. And because they want it again, they need the fear. Because people aren't going to agree to car voting, 24-hour-a-day voting. That's entirely unsecure if they're not scared. Washington Examiner article by the great Jerry Dunleavy. Justice Department escalates warning to states over GOP voting laws and election audits. Get a load of this. <laughs> this article should scare the hell out of you. The Justice Department under Biden, understanding that states are now implementing rules to make it easy to vote but super hard to cheat. They don't want that. The Democrats love cheating in elections. How is it that it is only Republicans on the side of voter integrity? How is that? You would think if there was ever a bipartisan issue, it would be that. Democrats love cheating, period, period. There's no more. They love cheating. That's not open for debate. They love cheating. So Republicans instituted a bunch of new voter integrity measures after the pandemic election of 2020, which was a total disaster. I don't trust the results. And the Democrats hate it. So they're using a COVID fear campaign to go back and change the rules back to 2020. Here it is. A memo from the Justice Here it is. Here it is. Memo from the Justice Department sent to some of these states saying they will scrutinize states that return to some voting laws to what the voting laws to what they were before the COVID-19 pandemic. Think about this. <laughs> they're not hiding it anymore, folks. They're not even hiding it. You dare go back to the 2018-2016 election laws 
and you don't have skywriting voting and ESP voting, we will scrutinize what you are doing. You don't believe me? Here's the actual memo. And of course, they need the COVID fear campaign to do this. If you're not scared, you wouldn't agree to it. The Justice Department's enforcement policy does not consider a jurisdiction's readoption of prior voting laws or procedures to be presumptively lawful. You believe this? Go back to what you did in 2018 and we'll claim it's illegal. Instead, the DOJ will review a jurisdiction's changes in voting laws or procedures for compliance with all federal laws regarding elections as the facts and circumstances warrant. This is an intimidation campaign from the Biden administration because these absolute loser zeros want to cheat again. They want to cheat again. They're saying, don't even go back to 2020. You go back to, tw- I mean, t- 2018. You go back to 2018, 2016, rules you use forever. Forget about new rules that make it harder to cheat. You even go back to 2018. We're going to watch you. Now you understand the fear campaign? Reason number one for the new COVID fear campaign. They want to cheat again. They want to cheat again. Say it with me, folks. They want to cheat again. On the second part, they have to keep the teachers unions happy and their money coming in from the teachers unions. The good part about this, there's a good part to wanting to keep the teachers unions happy. Yes, it is backfiring in spectacular fashion, folks. I'm going to get to my second spot, but after this, I'm going to read to you a Twitter thread from a former Democrat mom in New York who is one example of thousands, if not tens of thousands of people in every congressional district around the country who are starting to realize the Democrats are the party of tyrannical shutdowns. I'm going to read that to you in a second. This is important. You're not going to want to miss it. Hey, Congress is in chaos, controlled by far-left ideologues trying to crush the values and institutions that have made America a beacon of freedom and liberty since its founding. For over 27 years, Alliance Defending Freedom, that's Alliance Defending Freedom, has been standing up for religious liberty, the sanctity of life, freedom of speech, marriage, and parental rights in America's highest courts. Alliance Defending Freedom does all of this at no cost to their clients and is completely funded by the generosity of patriots like you. We need groups like this. With the family, freedom, and even basic biological reality under constant attack, Alliance Defending Freedom needs your support now more than ever. Go to adflegal.org slash Dan and get your copy of ADF's ebook titled Generational Wins Absolutely Free. Discover why fighting for what's right isn't just important for today, but how it impacts our nation for generations to come. This is a great group. I don't take on groups often. This one's worth it. America's strong when we stand together. Join the growing number of Americans standing in solidarity to defend freedom and liberty and get your copy of Generational Wins absolutely free. Visit Alliance Defending Freedom at adflegal.org slash Dan. That's adflegal.org slash Dan. Thanks, Alliance. Freedom, we appreciate it. This is a must read thread about the second reason Democrats switch to the fear campaign. Again, teach the key, keep the teachers' unions happy. Got to keep that money flowing in. It's always about following the money. Follow the money, you will always get to the root causes to steal a Kamala Harris buzz term. Here is a must read thread I found on social media. This is from New York City Angry Mom. Share her handle is angry B K L N Y mom short, obviously for Brooklyn, angry Brooklyn mom. She says, I want to, there's about five of these tweets, but I want to read them because they're, this is why this is going to blow up 
in spectacular fashion in 2022 is going to be a mess for them. She says, both my husband and I were probably as left-leaning as they come. I just walked into a room and my husband was watching Ted Cruz's speech from today. Both of us agreeing with every word. She says, I really hope the Democrats grasp that they are now the party of lockdowns and the forever pandemic. She goes on. She says, I really don't think I can describe how bad the last week has been. Keep in mind, this is a, a leftist. She says, both the CDC and the president have shifted the goalposts once again, making it at least another year before we can really have our lives back as well as our children's. It's not the virus doing this. I can't believe we are approaching 18 months and they think that we should just continue to sacrifice months and years of ours and our children's lives for a virus that has three effective vaccines. We were never promised zero illness. She continues. This is the end. She says a small child. This is tragic. She says a small child living in a blue area now has no memory of what life was like before the pandemic. Freely hugging friends, breathing freely and socializing without worrying about viral spread. Yet kids in red areas have normalcy. She concludes, mark my words, teachers unions are salivating right now, and they can't wait to negotiate more concessions so that they can ensure our children have their third interrupted miserable school year. How much more should we be expected to take? Wow. You should, I'm not a huge fan of Twitter, obviously, but you should probably go to Angry Brooklyn Mom, find that thread, and send that to all your friends. More importantly, under that thread, I'm getting goosebumps talking about, read the comments. I was a Democrat too, I'm with you. All over that thread. Folks, they are in, in 2022, the Democrats for a drubbing like you have never seen. How long did you think you were going to crap on people, throw a mask on their face against their will, force them to take a medicine they may or may not want, tell their kids they can't get an education or socialize, tell their kids to not stare at each other's faces while wearing a mask that could be causing hypercapnia to them? How long did you think you were going to get away with that? You think people were just going to take it lying down? We're a free country. We're a tolerant country. We're a peaceful country up to a point. I'm telling you, there is a generational shift in party alignments coming if this continues. The Democrats know 2022 is going to be bad. And now they figure if it's going to be bad, we might as well keep the teacher union money flowing and we might as well cheat. That's the only reason they've gone back to this fear campaign. Folks, they're not even hiding the misinformation anymore. They're not. The misinformation, when their charts slip out, which this one did, you can see right in front of your eyes, they are making it up. Big hat tip to Phil Kirpin, a must follow on social media. There are few people out there who know more about coronavirus right now. He's not a doctor. He doesn't need to be. He can read data and he's good at it than Phil Kirpin with a K, K-E-R-P-E-N. Look him up, follow him. You will see they have been lying to you, obviously, the government the whole time. The difference is Kirpin actually produces the data to show you they're lying. Here's the charts the CDC are relying on right now to tell you you're at huge risk, even vaccinated, if you don't wear a mask, you're at huge risk, and the mask will save you. Here's the data. So let's go. It's the same slide, but different things are circled, okay? 
Here's slide one. This is the CDC's. This is what they're using. They're claiming in their charts. This is hilarious. This is like they totally made this up. This comes from nothing. They just fabricated this out of thin air. They're claiming, as you can see circled, if you watch, please watch the show on Rumble today, rumble.com slash Bongino. Go, even if you listen to an audio, just skip to this part and look at these charts. They're claiming with masking <laughs> that source control, in other words, if you're a source of coronavirus, you're infected, that if you wear a mask, it's 40 to 60% effective a mask. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. They're claiming for you, if you don't have it, for your own personal protection from others, that it's 20 to 30% effective. <laughs> Ask them where they got that from. They'll be like, uh, Cracker Jack box? Magic 8-Ball? I don't know. Yeah, 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 exactly. Bozo? I don't know. I was at Ringling Brothers and a clown told me. Folks, they are just making this up. <laughs> They're just making this up. They None of that is accurate. They are making that up. Now, and you may say, well, we don't. where's the other data? There is none. There's no way to debunk what they mean. It's like Mika. Listen, I have evidence there are 6,000 forms of life in 20,000 other universes. Debunk that. I just made it up. There's no way to debunk it. But here's where you can easily debunk it. You see, they're obviously lying about their own data. Go to the second slide. Again, it's the same slide, different thing highlighted. Here's their numbers for how many people have natural immunity. You notice it's circled in the slide. They're saying, how many? Gee, can you read that? 5%, right? 5%. Joe, 5%? 5%. How did we? I, 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 exactly. I'm stunned. Only So we just went through this massive pandemic that was going to, you know, Kill the entire world. It was a revelations type moment. Yet only 5% of people have a natural immunity. That doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. And you're like, well, before we get to the next slide, this next slide's different. And again, it's the CDC's own data showing you they made this up too. Uh, natural immunity, 5%. It, you say to yourself, well, why would they obviously lie? That's just ridiculous that only 5% of people have contracted the virus and have natural immunity. Why would they, why would they do that? Well, maybe because they want you to believe that 95% of the population, or, well, discount people who are vaccinated, that significant portions of the population are still at high risk. Which is, again, really fascinating because when you go to the other chart that the CDC uses, where they claim the infection rate for 100,000, where they actually put the real data up, you'll see it's, what does that say? 36.771%? Hmm. Hmm. I thought they, can we get a hmm from the, uh, Justin, you get it? Is that a hmm moment? Hmm? Gee? Gee saying hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's infection rate. Yeah. No, no, it's, it, it is a percentage because look at what it is. It's the number, but it's a number per hundred thousand. So yes, you're right. It is technically a number, but that would be 36.771. Thank you, Justin. I'm, not sure your math courses are working out quite well there at the University of Florida. You may want to. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He's a, he's actually correct. It's not Dude. technically, but it is a percentage. Obviously, basically. So thirty six point seven percent. I'm messing with him. I love Justin. He's a very smart kid. He has frequently brought stuff up on the show. So that's really weird. We have the CDC claiming in a document they're using to tell you you're at risk and you're at risk because only five percent of people have natural immunity. Yet their own data there, their own data shows it's 
0.7% of people who've been infected. Hmm. Keep believing it, folks. Keep buying into the hype. We are living in just the craziest upon craziest of times where government officials openly lie to you. And then they wonder, on the other hand, why nobody takes them seriously. How do I know that? Because I can read polls like you. Washington Examiner, Paul Bedard, be in my newsletter today, bongino.com slash newsletter. Check it out. Just 41% buy into Biden remasking, and only 40% will wear one. Wear one. Paul Bedard, Washington Examiner. It'll be highlighted at Bongino Report as well. Because I believe in evidence and data. You're wondering why no one believes you anymore, Joe Biden? Rachel Walensky, Sagaino, Vivek Murthy. You know why nobody believes you? Because you're lying. That's why. We know you're lying. We saw your data. That's why 60% of Americans are ignoring you right now. All right, let me get to my third sponsor. And uh, I just want to bring up a story. It's not in the show rundown today, but I just saw it before I went on the air, and it kind of touched me in an interesting way. It uh, bothered me a little bit. Maybe something worth addressing. Hey, today's show brought to you by our friends also at BCM, Bravo Company Manufacturing. It's a great company. Let me tell you what they're not first, because that's, you know, weird, right? You don't tell people what a company is. No, in this case, it matters. Bravo Company Manufacturing, they manufacture professional-grade rifles built to combat standards. They are not a sporting arms company. You want a sporting arm, that's great. There, there are tons of companies that produce those rifles. This is a rifle built to combat standards. Because they believe every single citizen, law enforcement, soldier overseas, private citizen, God forbid someone's coming to do your harm, you should be entitled to the same level of protection. They design, they engineer, they test and manufacture equipment to a life-saving standard. They assume when a rifle leave their, leaves their shop, they have to. This is what, a, what any great company would do. They assume it will be used in a life-or-death situation by a responsible citizen law enforcement or a soldier overseas quality is all that matters to them. They manufacture their BCM rifles and hand assemble them here and test them in Heartland, Wisconsin. Again, to a life-saving standard. I have two of them. They are my go-tos every single time. I have put hundreds, if not thousands of rounds through each one like that on target every time. They feel it's their moral responsibility to provide tools that will not fail the end user. God forbid someone's coming to do you harm. Please head on over today. Go to Bravo Company Manufacturing. That's Bravo Company MFG, like MaryFrankGeorge.com. My local FFL, I go there all the time, swears by these. You can discover more about their products, special offers, and upcoming news again at their website, BravoCompanyMFG.com. Do not buy a rifle without checking them out. That's BravoCompanyMFG.com. You can also check out their YouTube channel to see about them and the people who make their products at YouTube.com slash BravoCompanyUSA. Great company. I wouldn't wear their shirts pretty much every other day if I didn't believe in them. BravoCompanyMFG.com. What's that? Yeah, I know. I know. We got to talk to them about that. BravoCompanyMFG.com. Okay. Uh, Flip the page too, but before I get to that, so I was reading, uh, you know, this may be a little depressing, so I, I don't want to get to, first let's go to a more, uh, you know, story that leaves you a little more uh, uplifted on a Friday, because we got a lot going on this week. It's going to be a good weekend. It's the summer. Here is our segment in light of this coronavirus madness and the lies of 
Ron DeSantis strikes again. Thank God I live in Florida, a state that actually respects freedom, doesn't lie to people about coronavirus, doesn't steal your business and jam a uh, face diaper on your face at every opportunity, let the kids go to school. My kid went to school with um, no mask last year and no social distancing. I think they had one case the entire year. You know, don't tell me what happened. I was there. Like, I lived through it. That was when they were, the numbers were, you know, a multiple of what they are now, by the way. So here's Ron DeSantis talking about these new mask mandates and threatened lockdowns and all this other stuff. Folks, move to Florida where you got the greatest governor in the country. You're not going to have to deal with any of this crap. Check this out. Did you not get the CDC's memo? I don't see you guys complying. <laughs> and I say that jokingly, but I, I, I think that that may be a sign of potentially seeking to do more things into the future. And I think it's very important that we say unequivocally, no closures, no to restrictions, and no mandates. Floridians are free to choose, and all Americans should be free to choose how they govern their affairs, how they take care of themselves and our families, and they should not be consigned to live, regardless of which state in the union, consigned to live in a Faucian dystopia in which we're governed by the whims of bureaucratic authorities who care little for our freedom, little for our aspirations, and little for our happiness. No more, we can't let it happen going forward. Fauci and dystopia, <laughs> I love that. Best governor in the country, folks, hands down. Here's what I was gonna talk about. I, just did, I don't wanna to be too depressing, but I was reading a, an article in the Washington Examiner this morning. I, I put it in the show notes if you're interested. I don't wanna put it in the show because it's, uh, I don't wanna to sound uh, too macabre, but it was about Anthony Bourdain. You remember him? Anthony Bourdain used to travel around oh, the world, sure. eat exotic foods. Right. Yeah, you know Bourdain. Yep. He, um, of course, he died, rest his soul, but Bourdain's left. And it was an article. There's apparently some documentary out about Bourdain, and it scared me this morning. Scared you? What do you mean scared you? It was a horror story? No, it's not a horror story. It's a documentary about his life. But some of the things they wrote in there about why Bourdain, I think he, I believe he killed himself. Um, did he? He did, right? It was a, it was a suicide, right? Bourdain. He mm -hmm. looked that up. I believe he killed himself. But one of the they talk about his life, and in this documentary, they talk about a bunch of things. And the reason it had me anxious, it got me a little scared this morning. Is my gosh, like it reminded me of me. I, I, I know that's like weird to hear. This isn't like Dan Bongino, Sigmund Freud hour. But they said, you know, a couple things led to this spiral into this depression. They said the first is he was really super shy and introverted. You may laugh when I say this, but you're entitled to know because you spend a lot of time with me every day. And this show is important to me. And so are you. And I, one of the compliments we get, you know, sometimes we get criticisms too. But we get the, one of the compliments we receive often on the show is, hey, you seem authentic. You seem like the kind of guy I used to go out for beers with. And that's because I am. But I'm really shy and really introverted myself. And I know you may laugh at that because you spend this time with me every day. And you're like, Dan, you're on camera all the time. You do the Fox show. You have the radio show. You have this show. You do Fox hits. No, no, you have no idea. Like people who really know me, my wife and my wife. And my wife, not many people really know me. Maybe Brian, my friend, um, and my two brothers, you know. I am really shy and introverted. I get very uncomfortable in social situations all the time. Matter of fact, if you've ever, because I've met 
thousands of people. If you've ever run into me in public, many of you have that watch the show, you probably walked away from the interaction thinking, gosh, that was awkward. And it probably was. And it's not your fault. It's mine. I'm just really uncomfortable around people. I feel like I never know what to say. I have this, this uh, I don't know, kind of stirring feeling all the time that I'm going to let people down. Because they, they see you and they watch the show every day. And I, I think because they like the show, whatever, they, they meet you in person. They expect you to say something deeply profound. You know, like, and I don't have anything profound to say. Like, what I say, I say on the show. And, and you know, I feel like I'm disappointing them. Does that make sense? Like, I feel like everybody wants you to say something, like, deep. It's going like, to, and I'm just a guy like everyone else. And I always feel disappointed. And I feel like it's awkward all the time. And this shyness and introversion always leaves me with this kind of dark sense of like almost depression when I leave public events. Cause again, I, I feel like I disappointed people. I don't know if that sounds weird. Joe, does that sound crazy? I don't want to sound like uh, a crazy person during the show. Uh, no, it makes sense. I mean, there's a lot of people in show yeah. business that are shy, you know, they are. Well, me, I'm one of them. Mm -hmm. And it, apparently this led to this sense of depression with Bourdain, which I get a lot. I call it the black cloud. I do. And, and it's because I feel like I'm disappointing you, not only there, but it, one of the other things, one of the reasons this bothered me too, is it said Bourdain was an absolute perfectionist, that whatever he had to do, he had to do times a thousand. Folks, I'm the same way. And ironically, it mentions jujitsu. Another thing I did, it says Bourdain took up Brazilian jujitsu, which I've done for years. And it says he wasn't just content. Read the story again. It's in the newsletter. It says he wasn't just content to take one or two jujitsu classes. He had to take like 10 of them. And I did the same thing, even though it destroyed my body. Like it literally destroyed my body. I can barely move. So it was ironic. I'm teaching myself to fight, destroying my body. So now I can't fight at all. Like I'm totally vulnerable because nothing even moves. And that never registered to me because I had to be the best. Like I needed a purple belt and a purple belt with a stripe. And you know, it's, I don't know. It's striving for perfection. It's impossible. For those of you who have that impulse to do all this, you know, it's, it's depressing. It drives me crazy. Like, I read your comments. I read everything you guys put out. There. Well, not everything, but a lot. Whether it's Rumble or YouTube or Twitter feedback or Facebook messages, what you say on Parler. I read a lot of it, a good chunk of it. And, Gee, couldn't you? You can attest to this, right? I'll read, like, 20 compliments, and then one person will be like, Dan. I don't like your show. You you just can't replace Rush Limbaugh. And that's it. Like the whole day's ruined. Oh, right? Right not do that? The whole day's ruined. 20 people can say, great show. Love you, Raiders. One person said, Dan, you'll never replace Rush. And that's it. Like the whole day's ruined. All right. Enough of my belly aching. I just, I read that story about Bourdain. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like, I better wake up and change my view of the world. All right. So uh, everybody knows the open border surge, the open border, the borders, the surge at the open border right now is largely behind some of the increases in the coronavirus spikes in border states. Everybody knows that. OK, it's a dirty secret amongst the media. They won't ask Biden about it because Biden, on the one hand, wants a fear campaign to fleece the 2022 election again and cheat. And secondly, to keep the teachers unions happy and close the schools. But they don't want it to scare people so much that it gets in the way of their open border agenda. So nobody's asking Biden about the obvious, except the Washington Examiner, Cassidy Morrison and Republicans, who are starting to bring up the obvious point about the surge in coronavirus, raising suspicions that migrants are propelling the COVID-19 outbreaks. Gee, you think there's only been a 900 percent increase 
in COVID infections over the past 14 months at the border. You think that could have something to do with it? Let people in, no infections, I mean, excuse me, no vaccines, possible infections. You think that could have something to do with it? Only if you have a cerebral cortex that connects to the rest of your body and transmits nervous signals through electricity. Electrochemical responses, to be specific. Now, Texas is trying to do something about that. The governor down there, Abbott, stood up and he said, you will no longer transport illegal immigrants who may be ill around Texas. If we catch you, we will send you back to your port of entry or wherever you came through. Most of them don't come through to a port of entry. Well, what happened? Washington Examiner, of course, the Biden DOJ, which loves open borders and wants border chaos because, again, it helps them fleece elections in the future, is threatening to sue Texas. Jeremy Beeman, Washington Examiner, Justice Department threatens Texas with legal action over COVID-19 migrant order. The beatings will continue until morale improves, folks. All right. Uh, you know what? Let's, you know what? Let's do the, we can get through this. So here's a, I was discussing Pegasus and spyware on the phone over the last few weeks. Sorry for the quick segue, but I want to get this Friday. I don't want to miss these stories. How your phone may be infected with spyware, but more important, no click spyware, meaning they send you a text and it's infected, whether you click on the text, click on the link or not. So Fox has a good article. It was in yesterday's show notes. Spyware infects iPhone, says report, how to keep it off. Well, here are the signs you may be infected with spyware, whatever it is, Pegasus or something else. It says you may have a phone battery that overheats, a phone that, uh, a phone that overheats, a battery that drains too fast, excessive data usage, and annoying messages that pop up when you're browsing the Internet. Maybe I should throw my phone out. I'm not kidding. <laughs> well, what can you do? Yeah, I'm seriously, I'm like getting worried about it. It says, think you have spyware? Spyware removal tools can help. And antivirus companies such as McAfee, they offer spyware removal apps. This is from the article. And by the way, I have Ron DeSantis on my Fox show this weekend, and I have Morgan Wright, a cybersecurity specialist, is going to talk about exactly this. Don't miss that segment. This guy's a genius on this stuff. It says, also, you can manually remove suspicious apps you don't recognize. Just follow the guidelines on your phone to delete apps. You can just put it in a search engine, how to delete apps. But he says in a worst case scenario, which is I think where I'm at now, do a factory reset of your phone. It erases all data from your phone, including the spyware. It says, but make sure the backup you use for the reset is dated before you got the spyware, says this company of apps. So that article's up too if you want to read it. I think it was yesterday's newsletter or the day before. All right, let's go to one last thing before we go to Questions for Dan, or Hey Dan saying, which was a big hit last week. I got some great questions. I got four of them we'll hit, and a couple more I'll do on the Fox show at the end as well. I just want to play this video as well. Here is a Texas Democrat, um, one of the cowardly Texas Democrats that fled the state to not do their, their duty on reforming Texas elections to make them more secure. So the Texas Democrats claiming to uh, know a whole lot about voter ID, which she objects to because they're a Democrat. They like to cheat in elections. So she's up on Capitol Hill with Representative Nancy Mace. And Nancy Mace starts asking basic questions like you hate voter ID so much. You fled Texas to avoid voting on it. What exactly do you know about voter ID? Watch the Texas Democrat completely fold and proving my point again, especially with the Democrats who come on my show to debate. They don't know anything ever. It's all emotions, fear and talking points. They haven't even bothered to research. Check this out. Do you know uh, the percentage of Democrats that support voter ID? Would you repeat your question? Do you know the number or percentage of Democrats who support voter ID in this country? 
I do not, but I don't think it's a whole lot. 72%. Do you know the number of black and brown and African Americans in this country who support voter ID? No. 75%. Do you know the number of Hispanics that support voter ID in this country? No. 81%. Do you know where the state of Texas is ranked uh, with black voter turnout in this country? With black voters turnout? Mm -hmm. Do you know where, where Texas is ranked? Oh, 40, about, uh, 44%. The latest numbers that I read this morning was that Texas is ranked 10th. Do you know where Texas is ranked? So then top 10 in the country. Do you know where Texas is ranked with women voters? Oh, way up in the 50s. In the bottom third of this country. So I would argue that we have a, Texas has a more difficult problem with getting women out to vote than black and brown and African Americans. Thank you. And I yield back. Yeah. He said, wow, that was all you doing right. It was awesome. Good for Nancy Mace. Have my beefs with Nancy Mace on other issues, but when people do the right thing, we should acknowledge that too. Good for Nancy Mace for doing what I recommend you do to liberals all the time because I'm telling you they don't know anything, ever. That's why I never hesitate to have them on my Fox show. They don't know what they're talking about. I don't like voter ID. We don't have enough black turnout in Texas. Really? They're top 10 for black turnout. Oh, oh I didn't hear that. Where are they on female turnout? Oh, they're in the bottom third. Maybe you should focus on getting women out to vote, not making false claims of Jim Crow in Texas. They don't know what they're talking about ever. All right, let's go to, we got to skip this. I'll have to get to that next week. If, if, or if we have some time at the end of the show, I'd, I'd like that article by Anton. It's in the newsletter today, the new Michael Anton article. If I have time, I'll get to it. But I want to get to the, hey, Dan, you went to Rumble. If you'd like to submit a question for next week, our Friday segment, Ask uh, the Ask Dan segment. Go to rumble.com slash Bongino. It's our podcast, the video version. It's all free. Just click subscribe. It doesn't cost us no money or anything like that. And just submit a question on it. Guy looks through them and he compiles every week some of the best questions we have. We'll get to, we'll get to, um, we'll try to get to as many as we can every week. So here's the first one. Guy writes, uh, or this is like Miss Meow. <laughs> Miss Meow. She says, hey, Dan. Why aren't there commissions to look at the acts of violence and terrorism from Antifa? Well, two reasons. Number one, uh, they're one. Well, it's not really a reason, but the Democrats aren't really interested in political violence. If political violence works for them, like Antifa and BLM as shock troops on the street, the Democrats and liberals have always used shock troops on the street, whether it's from the 60s on here to scare people. They do it to scare people because fear is their coin of the realm, as I've said many times. They need fear to get you to give up your civil liberties. They enjoy fear. So that's number one. They need their shock troop strategy to scare you. And Antifa and BLM are their organizational shock troops out there. But second, uh, the reason there's not a commission to look into it is, as I said before, about following the money, follow the money. If there's a commission and all of a sudden we find out who's funding Antifa, the truckloads of bricks dropped off, these BLM groups, you're going to find that it goes back to largely liberal donors everywhere, meaning that your cities were burned down and it was financed by Hollywood people backing the Minneapolis Justice Fund, liberal politicians, liberal donors. Um, and once you follow the money and it's exposed publicly, the Democrats would be humiliated. That's why you will never see a commission on Antifa and BLM. But good question, Miss Meow. <laughs> Check her out. All right, question number two from Hey Dan, another good one. Dan, why are those Republicans involved on the infrastructure bill not walking away? This is from Sachs on Steel. 
Well, the golden rule strikes again, the Dan Bongino golden rule, which is most Republicans are really Democrats, but no Democrats are really Republicans. Ladies and gentlemen, we have elected a class of bureaucrats who believe in Keynesian economics. Keynesian economics, beginning with a K, um, is uh, based on the ideas of John Maynard Keynes, um, a disgraced economist whose ideas have destroyed America. John Maynard Keynes believe that if you just buried money and allowed people to dug it up, dig it up and the government printed the money, that it would lead to prosperity. Keynesian economics has done more destruction to America than any other idea on the economic side in modern human history. Why do I bring that up? Because significant swaths of not just Saginos, but rhinos, Republicans in name only, believe this, that the government can print money and create prosperity. What the Keynesians never take into account is the money has to come from somewhere. If you steal it from the taxpayers, it comes from the taxpayers. If you print it, it makes the taxpayers' money worth less because you just printed more. Either way, the taxpayers lose. Keynesians never take that into account. Uh, third, why are the Republicans getting involved with this, uh, this, uh, this, this uh, infrastructure deal? Again, because they're mostly Democrats. They believe in Keynesian economics. But the third reason this is important, because they're economic dopes. Um, I, I don't know any nicer way to say it. I'm not going to say the congressman's name because, you know, it was a, a private conversation, but I'm going to make the conversation public, even though I'm not, because it's important. I'm in a car driving to an event one time with this congressman, nice enough guy, and had a very impressive CV. And I'm in the back seat. He's in the front. You know, I'm not a congressman, so let him sit in the, let him sit in the front seat. I sat in the back and we're having a conversation. I asked him that question too. Country's going bankrupt. You guys are spending money you don't have. The guy went on and folks, I have to tell you, I couldn't believe some of the stuff coming out of his mouth. I'm like, does he hear what he's saying? For a guy that smart, he sounded like he had an IQ in the seventies. They have no idea how economics works. I'm not kidding. Out of the 535 members up on the Hill, House and Senate, I would estimate based on, my experience talking to them when I ran for office, less than 5% have even a basic understanding of economics. And I don't mean advanced economics, multipliers, any of that. I don't mean any, I mean basic economics. They have no idea. They really believe the government spending money, despite the fact that they had to steal it from you and then pay themselves first. They really believe that somehow that magically creates prosperity. All right, let's go to another. Here's an important one. You get this question a lot. Hey, Dan. How can we get a Dan Bongino show t-shirt? That's for Merlin. I love Merlin. You know what Merlin reminds me of? Top Gun. I loved Merlin. That was Tim Robbins, except for the fact he's a huge limb. But the character was cool. We love Merlin. You will be able to get those soon. We are working on it. I promise. I don't have a timeline for you, but um, all the proceeds from the shirts, we are, they're going to be very patriotic, of course. You got kind of a tease. If you've been watching my show, you've seen me wear some of them. I think I had one on yesterday or the day before. We will be selling them. All of our proceeds outside of the administrative stuff are going to go to charity. So it's not a profit-making enterprise. We just like to give money away and no better way to do it than to raise money selling uh, merchandise. So that is coming soon, hopefully before Christmas, so you can load up on merch and you can support a good cause. So uh, that's coming soon. All right. This is, we're doing good here. Time is impressive. <laughs> Self-praise thinks, right? Fourth question. Hey, Dan. Is there still time to save our economy from the exploding inflation and debt crisis? How? It's by Aaron F72. 
I don't think so. Gosh, that's depressing on a Friday. No, I, I don't think so for a reason. It goes back to what I told you with the other question, with the infrastructure bill. Most of the people in the, all of the Democrats have no idea about economics. So forget that, 200 plus, right? But most of the Republicans, uh, Republicans don't understand basic economics either. Here's how we could get ourselves out of the debt crisis today and probably do it with only a medium amount of suffering, a middle level of amount of suffering rather than a high level of suffering. If we put a cap on spending today, put a cap on it, I'm, keep in mind, I want to be crystal clear. I'm not telling you what I think is a good idea. I'm telling you what I think is a workable idea. You may even get lunatic Republicans to agree to, big spending Republicans. If we said we're not even going to cut spending, if, that's not what I think, please don't send me emails. Damn, we should cut spending. I agree. I agree. I'm simply telling you what I believe the rhinos could even agree to. If we put a cap on spending today and said this is it, Sadly, we're locking this in, but we're not going to spend a dollar more next year. If we put a cap on spending today, if we dramatically cut taxes on the corporate and capital gains side to incentivize investment, and we put a lid on spending today, you would have a massive productivity boost in this country. GDP would go up dramatically because the money would wind up flowing back into productive investment. And we could effectively get our way out of this debt crisis. It would probably take two or three decades. The reason? The debt crisis we're now, we owe 100% of what we make. 100%. We actually owe more when you factor in Social Security. But just use a micro example. If you owed 100% of your salary and you made $70,000 a year and you owed $70,000 and you put a cap on your spending, meaning your, your debt only went up with interest, right? You didn't spend any more you didn't have. And then your salary kept going up, 70, 80, 90, 100, 150, 200. By the time you're 10 years down the road, all of a sudden you're making twice, three times what your debt's worth and it's easier to pay down. That works at the macro level too. If we capped it today and grew our national income, by being more productive and producing more stuff we can sell, we can get out. The problem is, you say, well, Dan, you just said it's not going to happen. Well, it's not going to happen because we don't have any people with guts. They'll never do that. They love to spend your money and they won't stop until the bond vigilantes come in. When the bond people come in and refuse to lend the United States money anymore because we're going bankrupt and interest rates go up to 20%, then the spending will stop. It's the only way. I wish I had a better answer for you. But it will stop. As Herb Stein once said, what can't continue won't. You can't continue to spend money you don't have. Eventually, people stop lending it to you, and they will. So eventually, we'll get out of this. But that if it happens that way, do interest rates and the bond vigilantes, the pain is going to be enormous. Imagine trying to get a mortgage with a 20% mortgage rate, car loans at 25. Good luck with that. Good luck with that. The economy collapsed over there. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. It's been another great week. I really appreciate it. Please subscribe to my Rumble account, rumble.com slash Bongino, to submit a question and watch the video of the show. And please check out my Fox show again, Unfiltered, tomorrow night, Saturday, 10 p.m. I really appreciate it. Got a loaded show. Ron DeSantis coming on Morgan Wright on what you need to do to protect your life from ransomware and other stuff. It's going to be a really, really good show. Also got the great Byron Donalds. You're going to love that. Congressman from Florida and a real up-and-comer in the Republican Party. I'll see you all on Monday. Good day, sir. You just heard Dan Bongino.